Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Play Guitars Right podcast with me, Gareth Evans. This is the podcast where we're trying to educate people um, who are learning to play the guitar, who are enthusiasts with the guitar, as well as introduce some awesome local acts um, from around these parts. Now, today we have with us um, Alex Green. He's a singer-songwriter age 26 from Chester. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. It's a huge honour to have you here. Thank you for coming in, by the way. Thank you. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it, we really appreciate you taking the time to travel. I know Chester isn't the closest of places, but you know, it's, um, it's good of you to come. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you and your music and how you got started in playing guitar. So let's introduce you properly for, um, to begin with. Your music can be categorised as modern folk, would you say that? Yeah, that I think correct? so. It's quite hard to put a specific genre on what yeah. I do, but I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll run with modern folk. Um, but you do include um, percussive elements to your playing, finger tapping, um, and things like that. So it's it's like a modern, it's like a new, different take on modern folk. There's a lot of folk artists doing this kind of percussive yeah sure fi- um, finger picking that type of stuff um, so yeah it's it's a very it's a very trendy type of um, playing uh, which I know a little bit about too <laughs> um, so we're gonna start with at the very start what got you started into playing the guitar how, how did you first get um, influenced to play it pick it up so um, my dad's a guitarist Okay. He was in bands while I was growing up, um, and uh, you know I was like five or something when I first picked up a guitar because I saw him doing it. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, I've always had a guitar in my life for a very long time. Uh, I I didn't play seriously till you know early teens, but um, there was always one about, and he'd teach me like you know he taught me the James Bond theme like on one string when I was very very young. I remember awesome. That. Um, so yeah, he he got me into it, and then. From there, it just kind of developed, and then I got to like teenage years, and just wanted to be in bands. And so that was when you first started taking it seriously. Was when you were yeah, a as in when I started, you know, doing it. Did you get proper lessons? No, no, no. I'm completely self. So, so it was your, your dad who's influenced. Yeah, he he's he's uh, he was self taught as well, but he knows a lot more about the um, the theory side of it. Yeah, um, it's one thing that I kind of. Re- regret that I didn't have some sort of lessons because when it comes to theory I'm like <laughs> I'm the worst person yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same yeah <laughs> so it's it, like it doesn't mean you can't play guitar but it just um looking back at it now I'm like oh, I wish I'd, I'd known, known a little bit more yeah. I mean it's never too late I'm still learning a lot now yeah at least I know what key I'm playing in now, yeah as opposed to a couple of years ago where I was I didn't <laughs> yeah I, I find it surprising how much um, you actually know by you just pick it up as you go along and I know from my own experience that um, you'll have picked a lot of theory up but you won't have the right terminology for it it's yeah like, sure. they'll call it something you'd be like oh yeah I thought about that oh that's what they actually call it you know yeah, theory, theory yeah. so um, you know it's surprising that you will actually probably know more than you think you do <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, first bands, like Mason schools, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, I was never a singer. Right. Um, I've not been singing in front of people for very long at all. Even, like, you know, I've only been doing it for about five years, singing right. in front of people. I've always sang on my own. Yeah. But I've, you know, I was standard growing up. I, I was just, I was just a guitarist in bands, and I was always either playing lead or just 
excuse for a teenage lead anyway you know play, as much lead as you can play on things like green day covers and things like that you know i did i did the whole like pop punky bands and then i went into a little bit heavier bands um i listened to so much different music that i ended up being in so many different genres mm-hmm. um and i'm also a drummer i was a drummer in a band um but uh yeah so i was I, i've always had the guitar about and then like i say in teens I started playing more and more in these bands and then um when I got a little like late teens I started playing writing on my own as well in my own time never like I'd never tell anyone about it and it would never play it in front of anyone but I would start picking up the acoustic at home rather than the electric which mm-hmm. was because I'm, I'm technically started on electric yeah um it's funny because now I've completely gravitated towards acoustic yeah which is so I mean I still play electric a lot but mm-hmm. in my own in my solo stuff here that um I just play acoustic pretty yeah, much yeah of course yeah but uh, yeah, it's so. Um, so the so is it was it like a convenience thing where you'd get home, pick up your acoustic guitar, you'd have to plug it in. It was wasn't as invasive for the rest of the housemates and or something like that. Um, was it or was it just like you preferred the sound of the acoustic? Or I don't know. It's it's really strange. It's, it's like some people have asked me why I write this kind of music, and I think it's just it naturally what comes out of me. Yeah, and it sounds really like cliched and annoying, but like it. It's it just happens to be how I write. You know, when I'm writing something, I'm, if I think it's going to sound better on electric, I'll play on electric. Yeah. But you know, ninety percent of the time it's acoustic based, so um, I end up picking up that instead. Yeah. Um, when it comes to noise, I think I've had many noise complaints in the past, so I don't think that's ever been a worry. <laughs> right. I see. I see. So um, inspirations musically growing up. Um, you mentioned Green Day. All different types of music. What I mean. So I mean, I, when I was in my teens, I was a little bit more kind of blinkered than I am now. Um, I was listening to you know just. I, I mean, I went through the whole. I, I grew up through listening to pop punk and all that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. then I started listening to heavy. My bro, my brother's a guitarist as well, and he listened to really really heavy music, and um, I started listening to some of that, and you know I went to festivals like Download and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then. When I like, I think it's when I got to like eighteen, nineteen. Um, I started listening to songwriters and uh, things like Jeff Buckley, and John Martin, yeah. and um, it was weird because it was a complete change. Yeah, and I'm not hundred percent sure where it came from, but once again, I think it was just something that before then it hadn't caught my ear. Yeah, like my like my ears matured in a way <laughs> yeah I think I think personally if I can chime in on this I think yeah. like music, music tends to find you like you can go searching for like all your you know what's the next bit, um, good thing I want to listen to yeah. like, and eventually it's only when you stop listening you'll you'll find something that you really connect with on a, a deep level like Je- you mentioned Jeff Buckley and it's oh, yeah, and mean, it's the um, prime example of like emotional music that you can connect to on, yeah. a, on a different level and, may, and you know that, that's the way I see it anyway but no definitely and you know it's it's ever since then that I think um, it was kind of like my late teens where um, I started looking into different genres that I'd never looked at before you know things like blues and yeah and even and folk as well because like before then it was pretty much rock as a general thing obviously i had a few deviations but now i listen to you know everything i listen to blues like i listen to some hip-hop i listen to neo soul i listen to folk um so it's uh it's i think it's really nice listening to loads of different genres because then when you're writing you end up picking little bits of course from each and then that that's why i think i find it so hard to 
kind of class categorize my, my genre. It, yeah. yeah, categorize it because I'm like, well, there's bits of this. And this yeah, of course. This. Yeah. You quit your job as a fashion photographer, which you were in for four years. Yeah. And like uh, decided to do this music thing full time. Um, when was that? That was last year. La- so it was about uh, August last year, I think I left. Right. So um, you spent four years using a camera and now you, you decide to get in front of the camera and let someone else uh, do <laughs> It's scary. That's why I'm... Yeah. Um, yeah, so talk, yeah. Talk to us about like what what made you make that decision? What what made you draw a line in the sand? I'm 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 throwing all my energies into this now. So um, I mean, I never thought I'd be doing music full time. Anyway, I've, I've never even when I started, like I say, writing in early twenties or whatever on my own. You know, it was always just on the side, and then I started doing it more and more and playing open mics and stuff. And then that's when I was trying to, you know, I was passionate about photography as well so I was like following a career in that Mm -hmm. and then I went to college doing that and then I worked freelance for a bit and then I ended up getting this job and uh which I I did enjoy um for a bit yeah (laughs) and uh it just started becoming super stressful it's it's a really stressful industry and I don't think people realize what goes into something as simple as a photo um because it's not simple (laughs) but um yeah, there was a lot of pressure and uh, I was doing my music on the side and I felt like, you know, I, I did it for, like I say, a few years and I ended up getting ill, unfortunately, and stress with stress and I was like, kind of had a uh, a realisation. Like an epiphany. Yeah, well, I was like, <laughs> I'm in my like 20s and I'm ill from stress, like what am right. I doing? And I was like, right, what do I want to do? And I was like, well, you know, I really enjoy my music and I was like, well, Literally a conversation with myself yeah. in my head. Just yeah, I have a good talk. And I was like, why aren't I doing what I want to do? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's time I do what I want to do. Because yeah. I was always putting it in the background music and it was suffering because of it. Because I'd, I'd be working 12-hour days and, you know, like working so many days a week and then getting home and being so tired that when I went to gig, I was, you know, half-assed in it because I was just yeah. knackered. Yeah, isn't it difficult giving up the stability of having a regular income, though? Well, yeah, it. I mean, it, it is on paper, but then ultimately, health is more important, and that's what it came down to. I, you know, I, 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 I was in hospital from it. I was actually genuinely ill, not just really? oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> like I was, I was actually ill, yeah. and um, it was just you know, I'm something not, out of I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to keep doing this to myself. Yeah, you know? it's not worth it. Like, why right. should I? Like, everyone yeah. deserves to be happy, and yeah. I'm not happy at the moment. You know, I had money, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. Now I have like nowhere near as much, and I'm way happier. Yeah. So no, there is more important things in life than um, than being, you know, financially oh, not financially, but more. There's more to life than yeah than than just money and being happy. I think there's there's wealth in happiness like, that people don't totally and. I don't regret it as well. A lot of people said, oh, do you regret taking the job? And I said, no, because I wouldn't be doing this probably yeah. to the extent that I am. Yeah. You know, I, I, that change going from that full-time career path, yeah. I don't like calling it career, but yeah, to this one, mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably wouldn't have made that jump as as um, fluidly because I wouldn't have had that reason. And I, it was a really good like kick to go, right, do this. Yeah. And ever since then, you know, that's 
what I've been doing. And is, is it everything you expected? Is it harder? Is it easier? Oh, I mean, but what isn't hard? You know, yeah. like trying to make it doing photography was bad enough, and yeah. it's like music. Like yeah. I picked the uh, the industries, then I. Um, no, you know, it's it's all, everything's. You can have to work for everything, but mm-hmm. I'm still really enjoying it. And I think you know, just as a message to people in general, anyone that is wanting to be a musician is just don't worry about getting knocked back. Like it happens a lot. Yeah, it's part of it. Power through because mm-hmm. you got to go through a lot of bad gigs. Got to go through a lot of no replies and mm-hmm. you've got, you got to go through a lot of stuff before something comes through but when, eventually glad media might be knocking on the door asking yeah. you to do a podcast yeah, and... exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know you've made it then i mean exactly i'm you know i'm by no by no means saying i've made it but um <laughs> i've definitely learned um that you know don't don't give up Just on the first going. hurdle kind of thing because yeah. nothing in life is simple in if you know with especially with I think with creative industries because you know there's so much competition because there's so many talented people yeah but if you really want it then you know you can make a living of it I I find it hard um, to motivate sometimes when you feel you should be productive Mm. and it being in a creative industry it's not all about being productive 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 because part of being creative is having the time to be creative and if you haven't got that time it's it's a fine balance and I've, I've struggled for motivation in the past because I've beat myself up over the fact I'm not creative. Do you find that a problem? I'd go as far as saying I've had a couple of moments that I've gone, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. And yeah. I, I'm th- this is in the past year as well, you know. Um, you go, you know, no one's really, like, reacting to anything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, no one, you know, I'm trying so hard and nothing's coming from it. And it's just one of those things. There's always going to be ups and downs. But yeah. um, I, it is difficult. And also with things like I have suffered in the past from writer's block as well. Yeah. And that is definitely a thing. I, I, yeah. I didn't. I was always like, is it really? And then it happened. I was like, oh, why did I like jinx myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can be difficult. But what can't? You know? Yeah, it's all difficult. I mean, what what is worth achieving if you go for free? Like you got exactly. to work hard. You wouldn't you wouldn't appreciate it. You'd just be yeah. like, oh, that was easy. That's yeah. it. We'll all get there. So, um, next up, um, we want to take a break. We you will want you to play a song for us, and uh, you're going to play an original song of yours off your EP. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's off uh, off my new EP, uh, My Way Home, which is uh, we've got a copy of here. Um, <laughs> what song is it? And talk, talk to us about the song. What the um, the idea behind the song is? What's it about? Yeah, so um, it's called Downhill from Here. I actually wrote it when I was away last year. Um, I started writing it in Belgium, I think, at the very beginning of my tour. I wrote the guitar. And then um, I actually didn't finish it till I got back here. Okay. Uh, so I had the music first, and then when I got back to England, um, I started going, you know, I had so many voice memos on my phone from when I was away. And I was going through listening, and I was like, oh, mm, that's nice, and started playing it, and then just happened to start singing a melody over it and then jotting down words and it just kind of it happened really like organically and my, my words just kind of fell out and I was like oh this is a good sign you know yeah. this is probably something I should write it's it's I kind of like leaving this one open to interpretation a lots. Bit. lots of people have said is it negative and mm-hmm. it's not because right. downhill from here for me means like oh you know it's easier you know if you walk if it's uphill that's that's difficult yeah 
downhills you know it's, it's okay it's, it's, so yeah it's the chill out but yeah. a few people have said to me like oh like shouldn't it be uphill from here like you know so it's yeah. like happier i was like no because uphill's harder <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right yeah well yeah it's everyone's interpretation and that kind of yeah, yeah. lends into uh you leaving it open for interpretation of the words themselves so um yeah okay so we're gonna take a break now i hope you guys will enjoy this this is downhill from here by our guest today alex green enjoy Just the same You hide away And you cover up From all the things That you overlook But I'm just the same And I don't even know What the hell I'm waiting for Hey 
Hello and welcome back to the Player Guitars Right podcast with my guest today, Alex Green. Um, thanks for playing that song for us there. That was magical. Oh, um, and uh, hopefully the listeners and viewers now can see why you were invited on the show because uh, <laughs> that was that was truly sensational. Thanks. Um, so we're going to move on now to talk about what got you into the finger picking and this style of playing the percussion techniques and that. So like, who influenced you? Like, what were you learning? What were you... Like, was it any of your friends, or was it just music you were listening to? Um, as I mentioned before, I'm a drummer as well. Yeah. Um, so I was a drummer in a band, and um, I'm, I'm more of a guitarist than I always have been. But then um, I think when I started, you know, gravitating towards the acoustic, when I started listening to um, lots of acoustic artists, the only kind of um, current artists that I was hearing at the time um, were people like Ben Howard and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even before, even before that, you know, people like Newton Faulkner and, yeah. um, but th- those kind of guys. And, um, you know, I always liked that. Oh, look, look, you can do a little bit more with the guitar than mm. what most people just see with the, yeah. you know, see most people do. And, um, I always quite, quite liked that. And I was like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do that. And then I can't even, I genuinely can't remember where, what the stage was where I sat down and tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually can't remember, unfortunately, but, um, <laughs> Probably because I didn't think it would amount to anything. Yeah. Um, but then I obviously tried it and uh, it, it kind of works. So yeah. I, I stuck to it. And um, I think it's just, especially being a solo artist, and uh, it's only recently I've started playing with other musicians mm-hmm. with my music. And um, before that, it's a way of making more sound sonically yeah. than just strumming and singing or picking and singing, um, which is a, you know, it's a big deal for live gigs, I think, because when there's just one person the guitar, yeah. You know, after however long, people go, you know, like, we we get it. You know, it's like you don't want people to know what you're about in straight away. It's nice to throw that in and people go, oh, what? Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's that's why I don't do my whole set, like, percussively. Yeah. I like throwing just one or two in. Yeah. Because it kind of throws people off and they're like, oh, maybe I haven't sussed it out yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice thought. Um, I think to- Tommy Emmanuel um, describes oh, it as yeah. having a... Like he's got a drum kit and you know he's, he's able to play drums you can play you know all different these sounds out of a guitar and like yeah. you say you can fill you can fill a room with the sound of one guitar because essentially it's just a drum isn't it but, yeah and wooden box and being able to pull that off um when you when you first started playing the percussive side of things like it's it's a is it a matter of like i mean because a lot of people who are listening now might be going through this themselves so it's um you know what, what like there's a, there's a point where you think you might give up because it's not it's not working, but um, eventually if you persist, um, you know it's it's yeah. all about um, coordination and getting your left and hand right definitely um, like separated, so you, you've got you've got different kind of rhythmic elements going on with both hands. Um, that's, is that just a case of repetition though, isn't it? I think so, and I think um, also not trying to you know, uh, jump in the deep end too much in terms of don't try and play things to the speed. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to copy someone, play it slower. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they've mastered it. That's why they're doing it like that. And you've got you to gotta build yourself up. You can't run before you can walk, I think. And uh, I, I, I found that when I'm writing these kind of songs, I'd play them a lot slower mm-hmm. when I'm writing them, just so I can figure out in my head how it's going to work and then the more you play it the more confident you get and yeah. it's you know it's like anything you practice makes perfect and it it's, it genuinely does especially with guitar I think even not percussively just normal 
normal no. playing styles. Yeah. You know, I've only just in the past few years started finger picking with more than these two. Right. You know, now, I, now I use them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not resting, you know, the little finger. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a habit that I had, yeah. and uh, it took me, you know, what, how many years? Like twenty years of guitar, like well, ten years of guitar playing or something, mm-hmm. to lift that finger off. You right. know, it's it's it takes time, but um, you get there. Yeah, <laughs> I um. I equate it to like I've got a couple of young kids myself and and thinking about it it's it's you know watching them learn to talk and put words together and the movements in the mouth it's like the coordination in your mouth that it takes to pull off a long sentence yeah like they start really like kids obviously they start really like really simple words and like the two or three words together but eventually the more they practice you can get a full sentence out of it, and and it's like complicated movements with your mouth and your tongue, and it's it's exactly the same thing with the guitar. I, yeah. I find is that the more you practice, you take it slow. You start with like the basic elements, and then you get coordination right slowly. Mm-hmm. You building, build upon that, get extra extra movements, and then eventually you you're playing something really um, complicated. Whereas you you know, definitely you yeah. look you look at it as a whole. It doesn't look it looks really difficult, but if you break it down. Take it slow. I think as well, like um, a lot of the time, you're you're harsher on yourself than you need to be, um, because when you're learning, you know, oh, it's not working. But then to somebody that doesn't play guitar, they'll probably look at whatever you're doing and go, you know, that that is good, and they're not just humouring you. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, you know, I I do it. I, I write stuff and I'm like, oh, that's not so good. And then if somebody like one of my share it one of my friends and they're like, oh, I really like it. I'm like, really? Like, well, I'm not like that bothered. So it's it's always good to get a second opinion. Like, yeah as well but definitely persist it's interesting to say about it I've never heard it referenced to speech but it's a really I, it just popped into my head just now so like you know, I'm, I'm riffing, that's why you do this I'm job I'm right? as we go along you know what I mean? <laughs> Pull, I'm pulling these out of the air you know what I mean <laughs> um, so so far as inspirations like so you know in this type of music do you listen to a lot of uh, percussive artists um, do you watch a lot of YouTube videos people I, I, I do um I think I go through phases with it. Once again, because my whole set isn't yeah. built around it's it. It's just part of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I absolutely adore it and I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, but that you know, there's there's certain videos I've seen on YouTube and and stuff that you know that most people will have seen, even non-guitarists, but that yeah. I think are incredible. You know, there's um, so many talented people and yeah. there's some that I've had the pleasure of uh, supporting as well, which is nice. Oh, tell us about that. Who's there? <laughs> so um, I supported uh, John Gom at Telford's. John oh, wow. John Gom, for those of you who um, aren't familiar, just search Passionflower on YouTube and uh, try and pick your jaw up afterwards. It's just an amazing, <laughs> yeah. amazing video. How about over 10 million views oh, or I, now? I think it's something like 10 million or, or even it could be more. I've not watched it for a while yeah. because after I saw him play it live, I was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah that must have been something special yeah it was amazing you know it's one of those gigs that I was like I'm glad I was on before you and not after <laughs> <laughs> but it was incredible and yeah. it was really you know it was really amazing of him to like you know ask me to do it and awesome. um, since doing that I also supported um, a guy called Daniel Champagne from uh, Australia and that was also at Telford's in Chester and uh, he's same kind of finger style um, with the singing, the percussive thing, yeah. but just such an, such amazing songwriting as well as just incredible talent yeah. at playing an instrument. Um, so I've been really fortunate, and I do listen to those. And I also, as I briefly mentioned before, I really like Ben Howard as well. Yeah, it's like he doesn't tend to do. He's kind of 
I say he's kind of like me. I'm probably kind of like him in the sense of not all my songs are, you know, like percussively, yeah. but he's very good at it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. There's more and more of these. Um, I, I call it like a fusion because there's like there's the finger style genre, which is like no singing, mm-hmm. and then there's like the finger picking folk kind of genre, and there's there's this like like grey map in between there's yeah. like this fusion of these two genres where you've got like Newton Faulkner was one of the first yeah and you've was, got like totally. John Garm and um, the, the other dude you mentioned uh, Daniel Champagne yeah. and there's so many coming up now like yourself like you, 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 you're like you're treading this new path because this is like almost a brand new genre in a way it's like yeah like what, it's, what it do is, you even call it's it? definitely one thing that um, people that have said to me when I played live they've said oh I've never seen someone sing and do it yeah um you know, obviously there's lots of people who have done it for a long time, but I think it's just because it's less common. Yeah. Um, I know I've played a few gigs and uh, people have... Um, <laughs> I, I actually played at a songwriting contest a while ago and um, one of the judges said to me afterwards, uh, this was in Liverpool, he was just like, I'm not going to lie, when you sat down and put a guitar on your lap, I rolled my eyes because I thought you were just not, you know, I'd got it straight away. Yeah. And, and he said, you started singing and it was nice because I didn't expect it. Yeah. So it's those kind of reactions that I think it's nice to, that's why I chucked them in because yeah. um, just kind of keeps your audience on the toes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun as well. You know, like you can't, I can't deny it. It's fun to do. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It is. It's, it's very impressive anyway. Hurt your fingers, um, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's well worth it. Um, okay. So let's move on now. I want to talk about, you went to, you travelled Europe for almost four months. Now, talk to us about the decision to buy a van. You bought a van. You you made it a bed in the back. You made a bed. And then you yeah. just like, right, I'm going to Europe. I'll be back in four months. Like, well, how did that come about? So I didn't actually think it would be four months. Um, it was just after I'd left my job that I mentioned before. And um, I knew that I needed to concentrate on music. And staying in Chester at that point was a kind of... I was like, I need to get away. You know, like if I'm stepping away from this lifestyle of being working full time as a photographer, I was like, I need to kind of immerse myself somewhere, you know, out outside my comfort zone. So I was like, what better to do and do a little tour? Mm-hmm. So I recorded like a home demo EP, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, I I couldn't afford the sports car that I had anymore, <laughs> so I sold that. Right, <laughs> um, and uh, I got this van, and. Uh, put my uh my GCSC you know DT to its test and built a wooden frame like a bed in the back put my guitars underneath and I go on top oh, <laughs> and uh yeah and I, I went out into Europe um I had a couple of gigs booked that I sent a few emails before but really I, I thought I'd be there you know a month tops something like that and um as I was going around I just started playing like busking I was playing little gigs and open mic nights I played in people's living rooms you know like I, I played anywhere you can imagine and um, it was going really well a lot I didn't really go with any kind of preconceptions of what would come of it you know yeah, I, I wasn't thinking where will this get me mm-hmm. I was just like I need to get away and yeah. I want to you know immerse myself in music for mm-hmm. a bit and um, yeah so there was no real plan it for the was, first few weeks there was a plan and yeah. then it just happened to keep going and you know I was making money gigging and uh, and busking and uh, it was kind of I was self-sufficient enough to keep going and I was like well I don't need to go I, why should I, I don't got don't have to come back yet yeah. so I just kept going and then it got to I think like two and a half month mark 
And um, before I'd left, I'd uploaded my music to BBC Introducing. And I was very fortunate that uh, I got an email off them saying that they'd like me to come in for a, a live session. They'd been playing my music for the past few weeks and I hadn't even known. Awesome. Which was nice. And um, so I got, the f- I got like the first ferry back. I was like, they were like, oh, we'd love you to come in for a session. I was like, oh, I'm in Amsterdam at the moment. And uh, they were like, oh, oh, don't worry about it. You know, like, just do it whenever. And I was like, I do not want this to go off the boil. Yeah. So I was like, it's all right. I've, I've booked it, put my ferry on the credit card. I'll be back tomorrow. Literally got the first ferry back, did the session, and then drove back out into Europe and carried on. Nice. <laughs> so um, nice. It, it was uh, it was funny. but um, And then I was out for like another, you know, month and a half after that. Um, I think the the only reason I actually ended up coming back, it was about this time last year when I came back, mm-hmm. and it's because it was getting way too cold to sleep in my van. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, wow. Europe's not the warmest place any in plan- the places any- I was going. Sorry, any plans to go back again? Once the weather? Oh. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, my plan is next year. Uh, nothing set in stone yet, but um, so I can't really announce anything yet. But I'm looking at doing a tour, but with my band. I see. So some of the places that I visited over there. Mm-hmm. Going back to, but with a band for actual shows right. this time. So I, I did a lot of networking when I was out there, and once again, without even meaning to, you know, I just yeah. met a lot of people. Yeah, and they were all like, "Yeah, well, you're always welcome back." You know, it's amazing how, um, you know, it really restored my faith in humanity when I was over there because people are so generous. And Europe is an awesome place. You get, for, I've been to, uh, lucky enough to be to Holland for a, a couple of yeah, times, yeah. and they're just so um, culturally accepting. Like yeah. with different styles of music, they they just appreciate things a lot more. I find I'm not yeah, dissing the UK or anything. No, no, but not at all. They're just so they're so much more accepting, and it is it's it's kind of like they grew up kind of knowing a little bit of German, they know a little mm-hmm. bit of Fr- French, and it's like it's just part of the culture. It's just yeah. who they are, and it's and it's and it's it's more of a like um, a brotherhood type of um, outlook. I think that they've got over there. Yeah, and. It- it's very welcoming and warm, and I really, I really I sp- enjoy it. I spent um, most of my time in Germany, actually. Um, I, it was one place I kept going back to because of this reason, you know. Yeah. People are so generous, and they're so, you know, I'd meet someone for, they will have known me for a couple of hours, like met me busking or whatever, and then they're like, oh, you know, you can st- where are you sleeping? I'm like, oh, in my van. And they're like, don't be stupid, you know, you can sleep on my couch, here's a key. Literally, a few people gave me a key, <laughs> and they're like, I'll be, work- I'll be at work in the morning, just leave it under the mat. I'm like you would just like never get that like no. so much trust and yeah but then you know why would you betray that because it it was it was just it was amazing like it was little things like that that was just like wow like yeah you know there are some really good awesome people out experience. there it was, it was cool so it must have been really kind of scary or daunting just like okay you'd you'd made contact with some venues before you went like you said you sent a few emails yeah but, but did you was it was it scary or was it like or were you just like wind in your sails, I'm out of here. Let's let's yeah, do something like fun. Because I had no idea really what I was doing. I didn't really have a plan. I just knew I needed to do it. I mean, I was lucky. My my friend came with me for the first uh, two weeks. Right. Um. So that kind of like eased eased me in because yeah, it was like a holiday for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. So uh, and then when he flew back, that's when it kind of hit home that I was actually what I was doing. And you know, yeah, I had a couple. I had a couple of tough days, like worrying, and um, you know, as as anyone would. But um, it was such a great experience. And it, when the positive things started happening, like you know, meeting these people, and you know, getting that call, like getting that email, and all these kind of things, it made 
it just kind of like solidified the fact that I've made the right decision because yeah. I would never be in this situation had it not been for leaving that job. You yeah. know? I'm not, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not all down to me leaving the job that, you know, you can do this while still having the job. But for me personally, yeah. it was, um, I wouldn't be, have done it if I'd been there because yeah. I would have been tied back of here. Of course, yeah, your personal journey. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it is an amazing story really. And, um, yeah, it's, I think it's inspirational in a way and it's, and it's, I, I kind of jeal a bit jealous of you <laughs> being able to do that. Well, I mean, like I've said to everyone though, that's, that's also said this, um, you know, it's not difficult. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, if it, it's the hardest thing to get over is the decision to do it. Yeah. And to commit to it. Mm -hmm. Cause I was re you know, like it was funny like, when I first told my parents, they're like, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're very supportive with me and they have been and I can't knock them. But when I first told them, you know, they're kind of like, leave your career. And then, okay, okay. <laughs> I could see the looks on their faces. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But um, once you've made the decision, you know, even if you just, you know, even if you're not a musician, it's just go out and meet people. I met so many amazing people mm -hmm. and I am that awful English person who can't speak any other language. <laughs> and I was like, speak English. <laughs> like, people are a lot more welcoming. Let's make a joke of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I met so many incredible people out there and I can't wait to go back. I'm not sure when awesome. it'll be, but I think it will be next year. Awesome. While you were out there, you wrote some music too. Um, did you write the whole of the EP, My Way Home, while you were out there? So um, oh. I wrote a lot, a lot of music because... Yeah. Um, you know, when I was parking up to go to sleep at night or wherever, it, you know, it was normally in between cities. I'd sleep in like truck stops and stuff on, on route because they were the only quietest places and they're free. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of the time I'd, I'd just, you know, I'd get the guitar and I'd be just playing around with stuff. And I, I my voice memos and notes on my phone are just full of lyrics and bits. Um, and yeah, so when I was on my way, it, I actually wrote the most on the way home. Right. And hence the name of the EP. Yeah. Um, I think it was just because when I was driving back, um, I was just thinking, you know, like, I don't have to go back to that lifestyle I had. You know, I can choose to be like, it sounds so like cheesy and happy, but I don't care. <laughs> like, it, it, I can choose to be happy. And that's yeah. what I did. And that's when I kind of the most creative, uh, like, flow was going. Yeah. So I, I wrote... Um, the whole EP bar one song, which is called My Door, which I wrote, I think it's it's one of my older songs, but it was one when it came to, because it's a full band EP. Mm -hmm. um, it's one I'd always wanted to record with full band, so I was like, that's going on there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the only kind of oddball. It doesn't actually fit with my journey, yeah. but um, it had to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the rest of it, yeah, no, I wrote all on the way back and... Um, so uh, talk to us a little bit more then. My Way Home um, was released this year. You recorded it in, um, wh where was it? Uh, it's called Edge Recording Studios. In um, Manchester? Yeah, just outside of Manchester. It's, um, right. I think it, it just says Cheshire on the website. But right. yeah, it's just outside of Manchester. Yeah. Um, How was that experience? Was it the first time you'd done it with a full band? Yeah, first right. time actually in a proper studio as well, which right. was, so before then I'd only done home recordings. And yeah. um, it was when I got back that I actually... I didn't plan on, you know, even when I got back, I was, I knew I had these songs, but I didn't think, you know, oh, I need to make an EP. It was just, I started playing, I found I was playing them because obviously when I got back, I was still playing open mics and um, 
I was like, hmm, maybe I should maybe I should like make this into a a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I saved up some money and um, went into the studio, which was which is quite kind of daunting as well because you know I'd never spent money on recording before um, or worked with other musicians. You know, like I've got cello, double bass, yeah. drums, piano, all these amazing layers which I'd never imagined on my music. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in bands but never about my music. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very treated the whole time. <laughs> how, did, how does that come together then? Does it, is it, did you get session musicians in or is it your friends? Was it? I say session musicians, but they are friends. Yeah. Um, uh, when I first met them, apart from uh, the pianist, Matt, uh, he was a close friend. He was the one who came out with me for the first couple right. of weeks. The other guys I knew of and had conversations in the past, like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, like, in my head going, I'm probably never going to make this record mm-hmm. which I'd love to do and then when it came to it I rang up and I was like yeah, do you still want to do that record with me and I'm like yeah of course so but now that they ended up through the recording process just becoming really good friends and um, I've always loved things like I, I wanted it to sound kind of um, uh, you know acoustic-y still so that's why I chose things like cello and double yeah. bass rather than you know just the A bass and mm-hmm. it was um, it was really nice to have their input as well because I wasn't like you know I want this 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 you know I kind of left it you know I'm going to play the songs and like you play over it and we'll see what happens and pretty much you know 90% of the time the first thing they played I was like that's amazing yeah <laughs> you know that they, they are session musicians right by um you know profession by trade, yeah. by trade. so um they know what they're doing yeah of course yeah which makes it a lot easier for you you don't have to yeah. be like oh what should we put here because they just play it get up play it. yeah it's so it was such a great experience and you know the, uh, the guy Mark at the studio who like kind of co-produced it with me and recorded it you know he's a genius some of the stuff yeah. he was he'd, he'd get me to record like random sounds on like random harmonics or like hitting things mm-hmm. and dropping things and he was like just trust me and then come back to me a couple of days later after he's played around with it and I'm like my god how have you done that and he's yeah. like magic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah nice. shout out to Mark well done <laughs> <laughs> now that you know people know about it they can get a hold of um, my way home from well obviously you know your, your usual streaming services yep. Spotify Spotify iTunes, Spotify iTunes Amazon yeah. uh, where else it's not on SoundCloud yet right it's going to be soon um, but yes yeah, Spotify or, or iTunes if you want to like to buy it or you can get physical copies yeah physical, are they available in, they're um, available either from me at gigs or there's a shop in Chester called Betnick's um, okay uh, Betnick's Wonder Emporium Right, I think that's right. Is that right, Emmy? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, you can, so you can get it there. But I am gonna be getting it, so you can you you can order it on my website as well, nice. which is just uh, yeah. uh, alexgreen.com. So. It is a nice uh, artwork and a nice sleeve, and it's Thanks. aesthetically pleasing um, to have like the the actual CD itself. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's good. That's cool. <laughs> um, so without much further ado, we want you to play a cover song for us. Would you like to introduce the cover song, why you chose to play this? And uh... Yeah, uh, so I'm going to play May You Never by John Martin. Um, John Martin's, a, in the past couple of years, has been a big influence on me. Unfortunately, he's not around anymore. But um, just uh, if you don't know about him, check him out. He's you know amazing folk singer-songwriter. But then I suppose he's done so many genres within that. Um, from you know, I, I think personally my favorite stuff is in around like mid seventies that he did. Yeah, and uh, that's when this song came about. And um, yeah, I, I listened to a lot of him while I was away actually, because um, obviously you know I, I drove ten like nearly ten thousand miles in Europe 
it's a lot of music to listen to in the car of course yeah especially when you're on your own <laughs> so uh i actually had i think four of his albums and you know kept jumping back to certain songs yeah. and gravitating towards them and this is just it was, it's just it's a nice light-hearted song and yeah um, it's a beautiful song it's uh, and, uh you know I, i'm i wish i could play it exactly how he does because his technique was incredible yeah but um I suppose it's my own take on it. <laughs> I, I always tell people it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just been note for note. People are always like, oh, that's not exactly how he plays it. It does not matter. Like, at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. um, it, it's just your interpretation is your... Yeah, it's, it's It's a song in your... No, someone else's song, but with your flavour on it. Yeah, yes. definitely. I just like to think that, you know, it's like any cover, you just want to do it some justice. Not yeah. note for note, but, you know, yeah. as long as it's okay then I'm happy. Well, let's let's uh, put the proof to recording now. Let's just see. No pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure now, yeah. So this is uh, May You Never, originally by John Martin, played by Alex Green. I hope you guys enjoy this and uh, take it away. May May you never 
without a hand to hold May you never make your bed out in the cold And may you never lose your temper If you get hit in a barroom fight May you never lose your lover May you never lay your head down without a hand to hold. May you never make your bed out in the cold. And may you never lose your temper if you get hit in a barroom fight. May you never lose your love over. And welcome back, everybody, to the Play Your Guitars Right podcast with my special guest today, Alex Green. Uh, welcome back, and thanks, thanks for being here again. Um, no worries. Thanks for that awesome performance of <laughs> May You Never, John Martin, one of my oh, favourite songs. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. I think so. I'm going I'm to put it out there. Yeah, May You Never by John Martin is an absolute um, humdinger of a song. It's fantastic. And, uh, and we, we appreciate you playing it for us um so we're going to round off the podcast now we're going to talk a little bit about songwriting uh, some people might be interested in how you come up with songs what the process is like like um you know whether you use different ways of coming up with songs you start with the vocals or the guitar or like how does it work for you it's always a little bit different i think um but mainly i come up with guitar first okay um i write a lot of lyrics in in my phone and on bits of paper scrapped around at home and stuff. But um, Does that happen separate? So you write lyrics and then you apply them to already established guitar part, or do you write both together? It's kind of, it's not like a for sure process, but a lot of the time I will, I think more often than not, I will st sit down and start playing guitar. Sometimes it's for seconds, sometimes it's for hours, mm -hmm. until something like catches my ear and I'm like, hmm, that's nice. And then I'll start humming a melody or singing just like whatever mm -hmm. comes out and it's normally that that turns songs into songs so a lot of the time I'll play the guitar like I say and go oh that's nice I like that and then come up with the kind of progression first yeah. and um, and then start either like just naturally spitting out the, the words and writing them down as I'm playing it's like sometimes I just press record on like my phone and play the whole song through and then I listen back and I'm like that's actually it's his way that's kind of everything I was thinking right now and like it, it sometimes works really organically and it's amazing um other times I struggle for lyrics but I've got a melody and the music so I go I've got lyrics <laughs> right and you know and sometimes do that but that's probably rarer than um it just happening um, yeah I can't force it I've definitely learned that mm -hmm. I've tried to go right tomorrow I'm gonna write doesn't work no it has to just happen. Yeah. It's, uh, I can always sit down and play guitar. That's one thing that I can go, I'm going to sit down and do. And that's what's really, that's what I really love about it. Um, I don't always have to sing. 
but I think when it comes to melody and uh, words, that's when I'm. I have to be in the zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normally it's three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you've got the right insp- kind of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Or if I'm in a van in the middle of Germany or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that might help, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, there's never a process. It's always a bit random. Yeah. It's the best way for creativity to happen, isn't it? You yeah. can't schedule creativity, really. I wish uh, you could. <laughs> <laughs> it would all be far more productive, I know that. Um, it's, a, it's always interesting for me to hear how other artists, how other songwriters come up with the material because everyone's different like yeah, the yeah. whole creative process is different it's interesting that that you know you start with a guitar piece which you know in my very limited songwriting myself that's the way you know you pick up the guitar you find yeah. something you're, you that you like hearing mm-hmm. appeals your ears as it were um, but having you say yeah you wrote you write lyrics separately and having that as some type some kind of fallback or some some other way of applying your word, words to the songs it's it's interesting to hear that yeah i mean when i say write lyrics i don't ever it's it's rare that i write the whole song you know yeah. I, I wrote i write the odd line or the odd paragraph yeah um a lot of the time it's, it just comes like really like randomly like i'll be falling asleep and be like just write that down quickly and then go back to sleep and then right. forget it's there and um most of the time i don't do anything with them but um it's nice to sometimes go hmm like need a chorus or something yeah. you know and, and I look through and then sometimes it fits but that is the that's kind of like the rare thing yeah, to happen the it's more, more, more often than not it's you know verbal diarrhea <laughs> like yeah. just whatever comes out of my mouth yeah write it's, it down um, so you start off writing a song let's say um, do you ever get to the point where it's like right what I've got is pretty good but I need an, a chorus, I need a verse, musically. Like, how do I turn this around into something that's, this progression is a different, without using the same chords again? Like, do you ever get that point where you like, and do you, you know, it's this, it's a, there's a point where you apply your, your, your creative brain, it's like, there's a certain amount of rules I could use here, I could use the same chords in a different progression, yeah, or, yeah. or I can find a new chord and just throw that in. Like, what, what, um, what is that thought process for you? Yeah, it's, um, like you say, it it is it can be, it can be very different from song to song. Normally, if I need a chorus, choruses are always like you know the hard thing because you need to you know, go from someone described it once as you know your verses should be here and your choruses should be here. Yeah. Um, and to get from here to here, it's normal. I do a lot of pre-choruses because I think that kind of like helps the ramp up. Yeah, builds um, up. I like I like a good pre-chorus mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, Normally, after writing a pre-chorus, I can, for me personally, I can find it easier to naturally go into the top. Yeah. You know, because whether it, I mean, you know, technical terms, I'm not sure, but whether you you're going up a bit and then like you know, kind of like teasing into it, yeah. and then you go a whole new chord that you've not played before. Yeah. Or, I think um, that's for me works. A, a pre-chorus is a nice way of getting a chorus because you kind of naturally go, oh, I know what that should sound like. Yeah. It should be this note and then I'll hum it and then yeah. I'll go do, 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 do. Oh, it's there. Yeah. And then yeah. figure it out that way. Um, yeah, so, so can I just interrupt you? We were yeah. talking before about music theory and and about, you don't know a lot about music theory, but this mm. is exactly what you're talking about right now. You're talking about yeah. dynamics and building yeah. a dynamic and and like, oh, you don't know how to find the notes, so you, so you, you, you yeah. physically go through a process which is... 
this is all music theory. Like this is this yeah. is great. I just music don't theory. know what it's called. Exactly. There's no terminology for it. But it's it's this type of thing that you learn as you go along as a musician. Definitely. Um, but you know, some people were here for hundreds of years ago, and they put names and tags on them, which you can sit in school and learn, mm-hmm. or you can learn on on the job. Like like yeah, a lot of musicians. I, I think learning about songwriting, the the best thing you can do, personally anyway, is listen to different music. The you know, the, the more music I listen to, especially when I made the jump from, uh, I, I'd never really listened to a lot of blues and then I listened, started listening to blues. It opened up this whole world for me, right. especially melody wise, you know, yeah. coming in and out, major minor and all that kind of thing. And it's something I never thought about before because I, my brain didn't work in that way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's nice because now naturally I will do it because I've been listening to it for a long time yeah. now. Um, but before, you know, I listened to old songs of mine and I'm like, why didn't I do that there? Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I think, I, oh, if I'd only known what I know now, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's funny, but, um, Do you ever, ever want to rewrite your songs and like add yeah. an extra bit? Some, sometimes. I, I won't though. I yeah. think I'd rather. Well, once you've recorded them, it's kind of difficult. I think as well, it, it's kind of nice having, that's where I was. This is where I am. I think it's kind of, it's going to, it's going to be quite nice, you know it's always going to be nice no matter where I am in life I think yeah. to look back at old songs you know I, I, I actually listened to my first home recordings a, a couple of weeks ago expecting the worst mm-hmm. and I was like pleasantly surprised by a couple of things and I was like that's interesting surprised I did that you know like yeah. it's quite nice and it's I think it's important to not discount things that you have written no matter how long ago and no matter what you think of it yeah be loyal to your to your past and your yeah. journey that well, you're taking. I mean, you know, it obviously worked for you at that time yeah. for a reason. And it's it's even just to learn from, it's nice to... I, I definitely do that a lot. I listen... Not that I sit on Spotify listening to myself, but um, I have listened back to my old songs sometimes and I'm like, ah, oh, that's... You know, oh, why did I do that? Or yeah. no, it's nice. part of the like an- analyzing yourself and crit and critically and analyzing yeah. your your what you've created. Is it you know is a good way of picking apart like everything that's gone into it and and like I do it all the time is yeah. the, all the videos like I'm sitting there watching my <laughs> my videos and uh, the wife saying oh you're watching yourself again and I'm literally what looking for what I've done right what I've done wrong what I yeah. do better next time and it's all part of the the creative process I yeah, think yeah definitely so um I wouldn't be you know I'm not ashamed of it anymore I'm like yes I'm watching myself again <laughs> I love myself by the way <laughs> I've liked my video I've subscribed <laughs> myself that's right <laughs> five more accounts I've liked my own video now <laughs> that's that's cool Okay, so we're coming towards the very end now. We like to give our guests the opportunity to take over the podcast, the two-minute takeover, or just like share anything that you want. So you're in charge for the next couple of minutes. You can say anything you want, plug anything you want, any upcoming gigs, any upcoming music, anything that you want to say to the the audience, um, you can. And uh, go ahead. <laughs> Put me on the spot now. Um, Ask I'm, me a question if you like. I'm pretty much... Uh, the main the main thing is just um, I suppose if you'd like to hear my music, um, you can where you can like we touched on it before you can hear it on Spotify, iTunes, and um, all my social pages. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, Instagram, everything is linked through my website, which is just alxgreen.com. Yeah, um, it's alx because if you didn't know already, I spell my name alx. I'm strange. <laughs> but my name, it is Alex. Like people call you me pronounce Alex. It Alex, but it's Alex. Yeah, yeah it, it is Alex. So um, I will respond to that. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, you can find if you just even if you just Google ALX Green, I'm I seem to be the only person who's done it. You never know after this video, someone else might. But um, no, it's... <laughs> but I yeah, so that's the easiest way to find my music. And yeah. um, you know, on YouTube, I'm I'm going to be putting up uh, a lot more videos. Yeah, myself. you have a YouTube channel. I do. Sorry, I'm jumping in now, but you yeah, have yeah. got a YouTube channel. Yeah, so it's just YouTube. Uh, forward slash ALX Green. Yeah, for those of you listening or watching on YouTube, there'll be a link to all this down in the description of the video. Alex's Twitter, Facebook. Um, there'll be links down in the in the description of this video. Um, you can check them out there. Yeah, yeah, cool. And um, other than that, yeah, any feedback? It's always welcome. You yeah, know, um, I'd, I'd I'd love to. Uh, Hear what people think of the EP. Well, I think your EP is fantastic. If that's any, yes. any <laughs> there we go. It's one we, we've been listening to it in the office, and it's and it's nice to like I said, it's like it's that middle ground that you know you got fingerstyle and you've got folk, and you've got so very few people who are doing it and doing it at, at a high um, a high technical quality in each of the because uh, there's the singing and then there's the yeah. guitar playing and you're one of the ones that gets it right you've got a good balance between Thanks. like the sit <laughs> it's not quite right um the, the singing is like as good as um the guitar playing because a lot of times you might get an artist who's better at one than the other but you know you you've got um you know you've got a caliber about you so it's it's it's, it's nice and you know like we said we are very lucky to have you in here and uh, thank you for asking me it's you're more than welcome um this is a good place to kind of wrap up now. So we do wish you all the best in, in the future, and I hope you, um, you know, you you ride this road into your, you know, ideal scenario. You get where you want to go with yeah, yeah. this whole music. Well, I'm thing. not planning on stopping. So I'm, and all the best of luck with it. And thank you very much. And uh, we, me we think you're very brave to do what you've done. Um, <laughs> or <what>? stupid. <laughs> well, it's a life experience at the very least. Fi fine line. Fine line. <laughs> There's a fine line between uh, yeah. Uh, stupidity and uh bravery yeah bravery. <laughs> so th thanks for coming alex um no it's been an absolute pleasure and if anyone wants to get hold of alex twitter at alx underscore green facebook at alx green website alexgreen.com obviously his um ep my way home was released this year you can get that all the, the stores itunes uh spotify and all, all of the internet so um get Get, get all over it because I certainly have and we have here. So that's it. Thanks for watching and listening, guys. We will see you again in the very next installment of Play Your Guitars Right podcast. And uh, we will see you then. Bye for now.